Jesus tells the parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector shortly before his triumphal entry into Jerusalem. While not as famous as the prodigal son or the good Samaritan, the parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector articulates a few central themes in Luke's gospel. And it is crystal clear in comparison with Jesus' parables about the end times, for example. The Pharisee trusts in his own righteousness, while the tax collector trusts in God. Anyone familiar with the theology of justification by faith knows that the tax collector does the right thing. He has faith that God will show him mercy. So be like the tax collector and not the Pharisee. A simple and straightforward message. And with that, I can conclude the sermon and sit down. <laughs> but before we jump the gun, this parable demands more attention. For the simplicity of the setup actually reveals subtle truths about humility and discernment in the life of discipleship. A brief discussion of discernment will show how it factors into the posture that the Pharisee and the tax collector adopt towards God. Discernment is an important skill, and it's often in short supply. If you're anything like me, you can look back on your life and identify a period full of obvious mistakes in discernment. A bad haircut, ugly glasses, Fashion mistakes are common errors of discernment. As are poor choices of career or significant other. Lots of options here. When I was young, I decided on a career as an architect. I loved to design and build Legos. But then I realized I was actually terrible at math. I could make attractive but unstable buildings. Not exactly a calling card for a successful architect. I had not discerned the right match of interests and capacity. The Pharisee in our parable has made a similar mistake. He has discerned some genuinely good things about life with God, but he's overestimated their importance. And as a result, his life looks great on the outside, but he's spiritually unstable on the inside. He's constructed an impressive edifice that actually crumbles under inspection. Now, it's to avoid this kind of problem that Jesus, in other places in the Gospels, teaches his disciples to discern what is right and what is good. He tells us to be as wise as serpents and innocent as doves. And that requires discerning two kinds of things, right from wrong, as well as the higher good from the lower one. And to do that well, both of those kinds of discernment, we need humility to listen to God, to hear what he is saying. And then we need God's help to identify how to imitate Christ at home, at work, and in our communities, in our daily lives. Discerning right from wrong is key to discipleship. So, for example, if you read the Gospels and decide that you should be like Judas instead of Jesus, you've made a major error in discernment. It's better to love even when it's costly than to betray others and gain from it. 
right? That's the big picture discernment that sets one on the path to life with God. The more subtle kind of discernment is determining which of two goods is actually the greater. Here mistakes are quite common and quite costly. At the end of life, for instance, most people regret prioritizing the goods of job and income over the good of time with family. And unfortunately, the Pharisee has made that kind of error with respect to his religious observances. He's prioritized those over his relationship with God. It's a common mistake. We all make it. Now, just so we're clear, by way of review, Pharisees in the ancient world were a class of religious leaders. They were zealous about the law, and they emphasized obeying God's commands, two genuinely good things. They did what was right, and they avoided what was evil. And for these reasons, many people assumed the Pharisees were righteous in the sense of being in right relationship with God. And the Pharisee in our parable is convinced that he is right before God. He fasts twice a week, tithes a tenth of his income, and lives according to the Decalogue. He doesn't steal, commit adultery, or covet what his neighbor has. Instead, he obeys God's commands, even when it's hard to do so. Now, in contrast to the Pharisees, the tax collectors in the ancient world were anything but righteous. They collaborated with the Roman occupiers. They extorted the poor, oppressed the needy, and actually ignored God's commands. In short, they're on the wrong side politically, socially, and religiously. And you can see why the Pharisees critiqued Jesus for associating with those very tax collectors. Doing so seemingly compromises Jesus' righteousness, at least in their eyes. So when the Pharisee says, God, I thank you that I'm not like other people, he's actually speaking the truth. His deeds do set him apart from the tax collector. Yet the Pharisee has made an error of discernment. He overestimates the importance of those deeds with respect to his standing to God. Rather than obey God's commands out of gratitude for gracious deliverance, or out of love for his neighbor, he obeys in order to puff himself up and to show contempt even for others. That's not the kind of obedience that builds relationship or sets one right with God. It's merely external compliance designed actually to draw attention to himself. And this is especially clear when the Pharisee prays effectively saying, see how bad everyone else is? See how good I am? So it may be surprising then to hear that it is the tax collector in this story who discerns rightly. He knows his deeds don't measure up to God's requirements of love and justice. So what does he do? He pleads for mercy. Standing apart from the crowd, which is symbolic of his ostracization, both socially and religiously, he beats his breast. God, be merciful to me, a sinner. 
You see, this tax collector knows that good deeds are an expression of the heart, not ways to earn righteousness. And he knows that his heart and his deeds need to be changed. And that is why he discerns the good that is higher. He prays for mercy and is actually justified before God. And it is to drive that point home that Jesus says, all who exalt themselves, as the Pharisee has done, will be humbled. While those who humble themselves, like the tax collector, will be exalted. In other words, Jesus wants us to see that life with God is made possible by faith in God's deliverance and by humble appeals for mercy, not by right actions done for the wrong reasons. So in conclusion, this simple parable continues a few important themes in Luke's gospel. Those who seem to be on the outside, like the tax collector, are actually brought inside by God because of their faith. While those who assume they're on the inside are actually not. The Pharisee in our story says true things, but he does so out of pride. His prayer is a mere list of his qualifications. And that attitude actually sets him apart from relationship with God. In contrast, the tax collector says true things from humility. He prays for mercy and is justified. That's the attitude that sets him right with God. And just so we're clear, the Pharisee's deeds are not wrong. He's actually doing the right thing. But his approach to God is wrong. And the tax collector's deeds are not right. But he approaches God in the right way with humility and faith. So this parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector is teaching us the importance of humility and the need to discern what is higher from what is lower. And the higher good is not status or external achievement or religious observance, but a humble life with God. That life is a gift of grace that lifts us up so we can love and do what is right as an expression of gratitude for the grace we've received. So with this simple parable, very clear in its structure, very clear in its assessment of both the Pharisee and the tax collector, Jesus is offering us a challenge, a challenge to reflect on our lives and our approach to God. Are we like the Pharisee, focusing on our accomplishments and comparing ourselves with others? Or are we like the tax collector who prays for God's mercy? Have we determined what is right and what is wrong, yet missed the higher good of a close connection and relationship with God? We all fail in this. Priests, perhaps, more than anybody else. And so it's wise for us to pray as the tax collector does. God, be merciful to me, a sinner.